Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. Hi, this is Eric Preston. I would like to apologize for anybody who took our betting advice on the last episode of the Lockdown Sports Podcast. It wasn't actually advice. We were just talking and happened to hit the record button. So apologies if you lost any cash. Look, I'm not apologizing to anybody because I lost money too. Uh, that was – it was the single worst betting day I've had in my short betting career. Listen. Um, listen it, to- nothing went the way I expected it to go. It was horrible. Yeah, Brady didn't get his his half yard. No, half a fucking – how do you not get half a yard? Well, look, it was all predicated on the fact that they were going to be going for it on fourth down because there was going to be a lot of points scored, and nah, nah. And I had a boost on um, – I had a boost on uh, the fat guy touchdown. So did I, 12 plus 1,200. So, yeah. Um, and I had a boost on – Kelsey scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's going to get a touchdown. When, when, yeah, I'm like, he scores every game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the fat guy had it in his hands. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, like, yeah, it was not. All right. So from, from a gambling standpoint, it did not go well. Uh, I was down 35 units, which is my single greatest loss uh, uh, in a single day uh, that I've had. But I, I would imagine that a lot of people took a beating um, people who were on the player props because it just didn't go. Even if you were on the Bucks, nobody really performed well on the Bucks unless you, you had money on Gronk and Fournette. And that was really it. Like, those were the only two. Like, even Brady ended up with, what, 201 yards? Is that what he finished with? Yeah, Yeah, so it's not – it wasn't the offensive explosion on either side. I mean, the Bucs put the points up, um, and Fournette was solid. I mean, uh, playoff Lenny, or I guess he's Lombardi Lenny now, um, was really good. And uh, even even Ronald Jones, for his limited touches, was really good. Yeah, because – and and the way he ran – not only all game, but when they needed to, when they just needed a couple of first downs and really close out the game. I mean, the game was in hand, but they really just took the the air out of Kansas City when they started pounding the ball. Yeah, and they still couldn't stop them. But I was like, when they went deep to Antonio Brown towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. it was it would have been like an eighty yard touchdown. Yeah. And I'm like, you hit that touchdown. Yeah. And I think I had 10 bucks on AB leading the leading the the game in receiving yards. And, and he would have. He would have. And it would have paid out, I think, uh, I think it was like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. Yeah, th- those are the breaks. Um so Let's break down the game a little bit. I I didn't. Mahomes obviously did not get much help. Uh, The offensive line was in shambles. We talked about them being out three starters and it showed early on, but 
while Mahomes made some amazing throws that no other quarterback in the league could make that didn't didn't get caught. <laughs> um, he made some amazing throws and escaped some some ridiculous sacks. I did think he had happy feet a little bit kind of early. So he didn't do himself any favors, but I, I was look, it was a 16 to one bet that they were going to score at least, at least one touchdown. It was, it was uh, to, to put money on the chiefs, not getting in the end zone was 16 to one that I think if they play that game a hundred times, that might be the only game that that happens in. It's just so unlikely for that offense to not make it into the end zone. I'll tell you what though, two, the last two Super Bowls, the Niners play uh, the Chiefs pretty much the same way as the Bucks did. Mm-hmm. They dropped their safeties back deep, and uh, they let the linebackers you know, rush, and they rushed four, and they let their the linebacker speed kind of yeah. And you have to not any team could do that, right? Devin White right. was Every- perfect. Um, Alexander. Uh, the year before, is that who they had on Kelsey? They had um, it was a combination of like Alexander didn't play the whole game because he was just coming off right. he's, he's the coming injury. off of the tricep. Yeah, so it was Greenlaw and then Warner mm-hmm. more, and they did a, a pretty good job on him until there was about six minutes left in the game. That's when the defense kind of fell apart, but. I'm not going to put the – I mean, the, the Bucks defense did a great job. Yeah, but they absolutely did. I put more of the blame on Andy Reid than anybody. I agree. Andy Reid had a poor game plan. And if you not had, just that. No, he, he didn't adjust, which is not an no. Andy Reid thing. Like, I expected the second half to come out and they were going to light it up. Right. You have your whole offensive line shifted around, okay? You got no center. You got a guard playing tackle, a, a right tackle playing left tackle, and you got a, a practice squad player in there. And go, you don't. You you're not going to be able to drop back. And it, it was. It almost seemed like arrogance that you're going to be able to do whatever you want with whoever you had. Yeah. Why they're not doing some of the, the jet sweep and totally expected that. Totally expected yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, some of the they tried a lot of screens, but all the screens they did were predictable. Very, yeah. And you know, it it for as as big of a genius as Andy Reid is. This is what brought Andy Reid down in Philly. He just wasn't willing to get away from the, I can throw the ball 50 times. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's just, why, you're right. That's why the Chiefs even have him, you know. Yeah, you got two safeties, 20 yards off the off the ball. You come out in the second half, and Edwards Alaire was gashing. And then he said, okay, they're probably going to bring this. And the Bucks stuck to their guns. And said, okay, we don't think you'll stick with with the run. And he, he just doesn't want to do that. So they come out second half, get three. And Tampa Bay comes right back down and gets seven. Tampa Bay was getting sevens and Kansas City was getting threes. And 
that that's the difference in the game. Yeah. And that's that, and that's where teams fail against Kansas City normally is you come away with three. That's what did Buffalo right. in. Right. When, and when when was the last game you saw when none when neither one of the kickers hit the crossbar? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm not even sure what you're referring to. Uh yeah, that it was just not I saw somebody tweeted said uh, this Super Bowl could have been an email, and I thought that was like the best because it was just unless you're a Bucks fan, it was thoroughly like, yeah, it was it was almost like the week leading up to the Super Bowl, the week leading up to the Super Bowl because of you know no um, uh, press what what do they call it the um, what do they used to call it the press week or or um, media week, right? leading up to the Super Bowl, you didn't have that because of COVID and everything was kind of virtual and even the virtual stuff, it didn't seem like there was anything really that captivating coming out of it. I mean, we knew what the storylines were. Um, it was just kind of anticlimactic. And then the game was just blah. It just wasn't uh, wasn't that great. But I, I will say... I didn't, I, will- hear, I didn't hear like anything. Oh, it wasn't that. It wasn't that good. Uh, no, I was just saying, like the game was like anticlimactic. Like, yeah, the the, yeah, the week was, leading up to it wasn't great, and you know, the the with no uh, no media week, and it just wasn't. It wasn't very entertaining, um, unless you're best, a Bucks fan. The the most entertaining part of the Super Bowl was Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi. Trophy yeah, it was the the, the, the boat parade like, afterward. When I saw that, I'm like, how drunk do you have to be to do that? And that <laughs> when when I saw the, the headline, I'm like, he didn't actually do that. And then when I saw how far away the boats were, I'm like, holy shit, he must have been at, hammered. At first, I was like, maybe they don't have the real trophy on the boat. He was supposedly drinking avocado tequila, which <laughs> did you def- see? Did, definitely did you sounds see like guy? something Tom Brady would drink. Yeah. Did you see the guy uh, walking him out? Yeah, yeah. That did was you crazy. see? Did you see uh, Brady's tweet? Which one? He said uh, he was like, he's like, uh, he he was misspelling words on purpose, like oh, <laughs> just a little uh, avocado tequila. Yeah. There were some capital letters. Yeah, <laughs> that's. But you know, the I I like the fact that he didn't get like a lot of shit for it. Yeah. The, my problem is if Antonio Brown had threw that trophy, yeah, yes, the people would be going insane. Oh, that's just so unprofessional, and he's hammered. And this is just why nobody wants Antonio Brown. You're right; so, it would have been a big deal. Instead, it's like another perfect pass from Brady, but he's the golden boy. I mean, yeah. Hey, well, look, if Gronk had thrown it, they would have. They, they probably would have lit in the Gronk. They would have absolutely. They would have crucified him. <laughs> For sure, and I tell you what, if that if that trophy had gone in the water, I bet you Gronk jumps in. Yes, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I kind of wish it had. He'd probably come back out like Aquaman. <laughs> I kind of wish it had. Um, I, I'm I'm looking for it right now. But did you see somebody broke down the first third, second third, and third third of Brady's career? And he has the exact same amount of wins and losses in the first third of his career, the second third of his career, and then the final. Really? 
It's like he's like one. It was like one twenty-seven and seventeen or something like that, and each each third of it, uh, or seventy-three and something. I, I, but it was it was like the epitome of consistency. That's and you know, and it's it's also funny. Like he gets MVP through for two hundred and one yards, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying in this game he wasn't worthy, but let's just take. Look, Fournette, Fournette, I think, was as deserving of it as, as he was. Or, I, I or maybe even Gronk. More deserving. Maybe even Gronk. I, I, I would have had no problem with Gronk and Fournette splitting it. Yeah. Or even if they gave it, they could have given it. If, I think if Shaq Barrett might have had like two and a half sacks instead mm-hmm. of one and a half sacks, they might give it to him. But it's amazing how he can throw for 201 yards, and it's a great game. But – if you get one of these other quarterbacks that throw for 201 yards and, you know, you know, go to what was he 21 for 27 or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, Oh, he, he managed the game, you know, but Tom Brady does it. And, you know, he, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and he is great. He is great. But, he didn't do anything that was amazing. In, not not in this game. No, not in this game. I'm not saying he doesn't do anything amazing. I mean, just just looking at the run he had this year in the playoffs. I mean, that's yeah. that's a gambit, you know. He beats uh Breeze, Rodgers, Rodgers, Mahomes. And that's, don't forget about my man from Washington. Yeah, and and Alex Smith. No, Alex or, Smith didn't. Oh, play. right, right. Uh, Heineke. Heineke, yeah. Heineke. It, did yeah. you see he just got paid? He did. He just got, he just got like $8 million. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured they were going to keep him around. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that – and that's a – that was a – Washington's a very good defensive team too. Yeah. So it, it was – I mean, they I don't know that – They probably gave Tampa Bay the most trouble. I mean, he won – dude won four games – well, three technically on the road, and then one at home Super Bowl. Um, I mean, against really good quarterbacks, three really good quarterbacks. That is, that was definitely an impressive gauntlet that he went through. Absolutely. And did you hear that um, they have decided that all future Super Bowls will be played in Dallas because they don't want any chance that a home team ever gets to play in the Super Bowl again. I'm I'm enjoying the uh, I enjoy the Dallas jokes. I mean, but one day it's it's gonna have to end. Like their their drought is going to have to end one day. I mean, it's kind of silly to make Dallas not playing in the Super Bowl jokes when they were like the team in the uh, in the mid '90s. But um, but it's just they, they've had such terrible luck recently. Um, yeah. So uh, you know Brady with with his seventh Super Bowl. And, you know, I saw all the stuff about Brady has more Super Bowls than this team and this team and this team combined. So does Belichick. So does Belichick. I mean. No. Well, okay. Brady, Brady, Belichick's got the same amount. Yeah. But, but I, I think this is far from over, you know, who, who is, you know, the greater of the two. I think that it's entirely possible that Brady's Brady, Brady, Brady is the best quarterback of all time. 
to date, the most winning quarterback of all time, and that Belichick is the best coach of all time. Like I, I think that's the two do not have to be. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. Now he has the numbers, like this, like the the wins in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I don't think either one of those things are true. If we're just going off of the stats and things, okay. But I don't think that Bill Belichick is is a better coach than Bill Walsh. It's so hard to compare because the the modern era is so different. And, but, and what he had to do to get back to those Super Bowls was arguably more difficult than what Walsh did. That doesn't mean that Walsh didn't elevate his teams more. The reason the reason I say it is this. You're a Niners fan. <laughs> well, that could be one reason, but he, <laughs> this is an unbiased show. But how many people run the West Coast offense? Now? Yes. Mm, a pretty fair amount. Right. Either the West Coast offense or, or some variation. Of, sure. Yeah. Right. He has revolute. Like, look at the Chiefs. Yeah. Andy Reid comes from that. You know, like, it, and, it, and the list goes on and on. And these are all winning coaches that come from his coaching tree. So I don't know if Belichick's going to have that. I mean, People who lead Belichick. <laughs> he hasn't had a very good success rate with winning, right. uh, with from his tree so far. Right. And Bill Walsh was never accused of being a cheater. That's true. That's now, true. And I, that, you know, if, if Brady continues to have this success, I mean, I, I think this – I don't think he wins again in Tampa Bay. I, I mean, anything could happen. They, they were obviously the best team in the playoffs and down the stretch. I still don't think they were the best team in the league this year, but none of that matters. They're the champs. They, they right. won – I don't see him winning another one. Um, Belichick, I don't know. I mean, it's the division's still crappy, <laughs> and anything can happen once you get in the playoffs. Um, right. I don't know. The next couple of years will, will, I guess, go a lot to you know say a lot about that. But if he, yeah. if you know, he gets caught cheating and then he loses Brady, if if he goes on to have a bunch of like. Seven and nine, six and ten, five and eleven, eight and eight seasons. Yeah, maybe his legacy gets pretty tarnished. It could be. I, I, I wonder if he walks away before that happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I could see him doing that, but also I can see him not wanting to ever do anything but coach football because he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's who's uh, very into much. I could, I could, I could see him retiring from the NFL, and then next thing you know, you see him on the sidelines at some peewee football league. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, I could see him not figuring out what he, what else he can do with his life other than football. Right. I mean, I think there are better quarterbacks than Brady. Certainly not more winning quarterbacks. No but not more winning quarterbacks. I mean, than- define better though, right? So more athletically gifted, yes. Uh, better arms, yes, but is there really anybody better at running an offense and elevating your teammates and winning? Winning. I mean, that's if you if that's how you're going to define better. I I don't know who you're going to put in front of him. Um, 
not that I'm biased or anything, but I think Joe Montana was better than, I still think Joe Montana is better than Tom Brady. I don't know, man. Look at, I mean, look who Montana had. He had Jerry Rice, he had Taylor, he had Dwight Clark, he had, I mean. He okay, had... but you can also say that the first few Super Bowls that New England won, they won on deep. Yeah, yeah, it was certainly I mean, the first one. I mean, they it, held the Rams to three points. The, the the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl that he won a few years ago, they they scored thirteen. It was three to three yeah. in the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and he wasn't and, spectacular in that game either. Right, and then they had a Super Bowl against the Falcons, who are up twenty eight to three yeah, in the third. Sweet. They've got three points in the third quarter, and they got laxed on defense, and they made a bunch of bad coaching decisions and you know he kind of came back and, and won that one so I, joe's never lost he's never lost the super bowl yeah and i think i think if bill walsh kept coaching i think he would have figured out a way to beat dallas a couple of those years yeah he might that be right happened. he might be right i know i'm right <laughs> might be <laughs> I'm I'm watching the Heat Rockets game. There's 3:14 left in the second quarter. How many threes do you think have been shot in the game so far? Both teams total. How much how much time is left? 3:40 in the second quarter. Uh I'm going to say uh 31 by Houston. And who are they playing? Did you say Phoenix? No, uh Houston Heat. Houston and Heat and the Heat have probably chucked up 20. All right, so you're on the button with with the Heat, twenty, um, and twenty two from the Rockets. Oh. So, so a total of forty two with three minutes to go in the first half. They're on on pace for like ninety threes between the two teams. And I mean, and, and look at also- and and ready, look at this. O for three, o for five, o for one, o for four, o for Just one. Keep shooting. Just Only keep shooting. one player has made a three for for the Heat. Um, Duncan Robinson's three for six. They're three for 20. And this is the problem I have with the NBA. If you have, if you have, if you're hot, all right, and you take 23s in, in the first half and you've made, you know, 10, 11 of them, or even if you have like nine, you know, okay, I can understand that, you know, percentages aren't that big. But if you are three for 20 from three-pointer, when do you say, hey, maybe we slow down the offense. Maybe we try and take the ball to the, to the, to the hole. I, I just don't – I don't understand basketball at this point. Like there are some teams who you can justifiably say should shoot like that. Like when the Warriors have uh, – when they had Steph, and Clay and uh, KD, and even when they had Harrison Barnes, you mm-hmm. had a, a bunch of open three pointers. They had so much motion in their offense. There was, a, but guys are just and they have them guys up. that can hit it too. Yeah, they, like you have guys that just chuck. You have guys that shoot eight threes a game that should probably be shooting one or two. You know, and it's it's kind of maddening to me because it trickles down because it trickles down to college and high school and middle school. All of these kids want to be nothing but three-point shooters. They play no defense. They don't rebound. 
Yeah. And I'm like, a lot of it has to do with the way, you know, they're defending some of these, the guys, you watch somebody run into the paint and like the whole goddamn defense collapses on them. Did you so it's tempting DeAndre- to kick it out for an open shot. Did you see DeAndre Jordan the other night? No. So they're playing. I'm surprised you didn't see this. They're playing Detroit. So oh, I, Mason, I, I saw the win. <laughs> Mason Plumley uh, has it from about uh, about 12 feet out, mm-hmm. right? He pump fakes. Jordan kind of goes for it a little bit, but he's still on his feet. Uh, Plumley drives right, and they get into the paint, and DeAndre Jordan just stops. <laughs> he literally just stopped playing. It looked like something you you'd be playing in a video game and the, the controller battery dies or something yeah. yeah and he yeah his controller battery died <laughs> and Plumley just went in for like a little layup and he, when James Harden comes up to you and is and is pissed off about your defense yeah. you know you know you, you did up. something really shitty so what did he did it look like he was worried he was going to kick it out for three or he just he wouldn't have been able to defend any. Crime. It looked like it looked like a play like he had five fouls and he was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> and he was just like, I'm not gonna risk getting a foul. But he just basically let Plumley take a wide open lay. Mm. Jeremy like, Grant was only, great in that game. Like you're only there to play defense and rebound. Yeah, I still think they're gonna make a trade. They have to. If they want to win, they do. And I mean, and and they can't keep losing KD every couple of weeks too. That's no. not. It's not ideal. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I mean, it's like it's like he has uh, close contact with COVID, and I'm like, yeah, where he, he's got to get his shit together. Yeah, where are you going? You he already had COVID too. He had COVID last year. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's at the point now where he can get it again. They need to like lock him in his house, only let him out on game day. Yeah. Like you don't even have to come to practice, Katie. Just we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep take you from your apartment to the game. Yeah, I had a new betting strategy because I was still trying to find my groove in the NBA, and it was bet wow. the other the other team score when they're playing the Nets, and it worked for exactly one game. <laughs> I bet uh, the over on Jeremy Grant's points was like twenty three and a half, and he he put up like thirty two. And then yesterday, I uh, bet on uh, Brog- Malcolm uh, Brogdon, and uh, he put up like uh, twelve points. <laughs> still, still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out. Luca killed me the- yesterday. Was it yesterday? This triple double? No, I had. Um, uh, or when they played the Hawks? Yes, it was Trey Young and Luca, both to be over on threes, and it was two and a half. And of course, Trey Young hit it by halftime, um, but Luca was one for or two for seven, so he was shooting him. He just couldn't make him. I needed one more three. I would have won like, I think it was like seventy five bucks. And but, he had, and he ended up having a, a bunch of points. He did. He had like twenty seven points, I think, um, but he couldn't hit any threes. Man, he he was shooting him though. He he was definitely trying. I, I but knew he, he, he shoots him from like fifty feet out. I knew it was going to be rough for him to hit three threes when he started off over three. I'm like, oh shit. He's either going to realize he doesn't have it tonight and stop shooting, or he's going to need to keep shooting at this pace, and he's going to have to shoot 12 threes before he makes it. I don't think anybody stops shooting. He might be right. That doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. No. 
one of the threes that Trey Young hit was right before halftime. He was like, it was like on the logo, <laughs> like for no reason. Yeah, I remember when he was at Oklahoma. I I, I started watching him, and, and the the first game I saw him, I'm like, what the hell is going on with this dude's hair? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the baby the the Pampers box <laughs> with Trey Young on it, baby Trey Young? <laughs> that's what it looks like. It looks, yeah. that's exactly what it looks like. It's horrible. He needs to just like like shave, cut a shave hair. it, put it in uh, dreads or braids, or do do something with it. Yeah, it looks got, odd. Maybe, maybe just like a, like a little fade or something. Because I don't know, man. You know that it's like really thin and halfway halfway. He kind of looks like uh like a Kramer. He's got like the <laughs> yeah. Kramer. Yeah. I just sent you the picture of baby Trey Young. It's, it's, I I know uh, like Twitter was going crazy on him. Like when he first came in the league, Mm -hmm. like when he first started getting big. The caption uh, says, why does this baby look like he's going to miss the playoffs? (laughs) But that's a, that's another thing. Did, did you see, uh, did you see little Patty Mahomes, mommy and his, and his fiance, his fiance is so fucking annoying. I'm like, I normally don't like get into like the baby mamas and the girlfriends and the wives and stuff. Like, I'm just like, whatever. I mean, it's it's their man. They're proud of him. But she it fucking annoys me. I don't know why. Like. All right. Now, first of all, they're complaining about how many flags were thrown. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were getting flags thrown on them. For like mystery penalties. Yeah, there were there were a few questionable. I I, I will only tell I will, I will only say like one, the the Tyron Matthew. Yeah, interception that got negated. No, no, that was definitely holding. Oh, I don't know, man. That not was that on Matthew. It, that, no, not on Matthew. No, I know, but I thought that was pretty ticky tack. They, I mean, he. That's what the Chiefs do. The Chiefs ride receivers. That's. Mm-hmm. Because the, their corners are not very good, and they've been getting away with holding, kind of like how Seattle used to. They used to just say, "Oh, they're just really physical receivers." Right. Yeah, yeah. And they hold people all the way down. Yeah. Uh, but they they finally call them, and they're like, "Oh, I don't understand this." Like the Mike Evans, people are complaining. I thought that that was pi. That was that how was is it PI. not? How is that, it not? Like Tony Romo yeah. was like, "I don't know if that's catchable." I'm like it landed three yards. In yeah, front three, of yeah, exactly. And have you seen this dude's got the freaking um six the, foot the, five. the catching rage of like Calvin Johnson? <laughs> yeah, I'm that, like, when this, he said that, I'm like, what are you looking at? I'm talking to my brother, and and uh, oh, he, he made like, it. it was, he made it through. He's all right. Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, he's like, it was incidental contact. I was like, I don't think you know what incidental contact is. Yeah, I was no. like, incidental contact is if two guys are going for the ball and their feet get tangled up. Right. It's it's almost always the feet tangled up. Anything right. else? Yeah, that the was... dude dove. He dove and hit him in the back. He gave him a dead leg. Right. I was like, that's pass interference all day. And then they're they're complaining about. Uh, I don't think Matthew the... should have been flagged for. Uh, no, it, it should have been a double. It should have been a double yes. flag. In the in the grand scheme of things, 
what yeah. difference did it make? Yeah, especially on that one. It wasn't going to change anything. The, mm-hmm. the play was over. It was a touchdown. Yeah. Like, you know, like stuff like that just didn't matter. But, but when, also- when you also have, you know, that disproportionate amount of flags and Brady's playing, you can't help but go there. Especially well, when, especially when the first uh, female official ever in the Super Bowl's son is named Brady, named after Tom Brady after he won his second Super Bowl. It's like mm, maybe you shouldn't be officiating this game. Well, yeah, but I didn't see anything that she did that was so hard. No, no, but when, but when, when the flags are that disproportionate, and they set the the uh, record for the amount of uh, penalty yards in the first half of the Super Bowl, and it just it feels worse than it actually is. Right. But if you're sitting there watching, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're gonna think you got screwed. Of course. But you know who got screwed in the Super Bowl with penalties? Who? One of the you have an, an average offensive line at best against a team that has more sacks than anybody during the season yeah. and not one holding call. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So it, don't get me started on penalty. <laughs> I got I got I I'll I'll release the Kraken for real. <laughs> but I don't know. I I mean I didn't I didn't have a horse in the race, but I can tell you I, I was not upset that uh Kansas City lost and they lost the way they did because I know somebody who is not going to be able to say anything for a whole year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't have a horse in the race. I had some bucks in the race, but uh, they all got shot. <laughs> I was going to ask him to come on tonight, but <laughs> still, still, who knows covered. how that would have ended? He would have, he would have hung up already. He would have disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> Incidental contact. Um, let's uh, let's talk about some of the. Um, Rumors floating around the NFL. Uh, the day before, was it the day before the Super Bowl? Uh, when I texted you and, and uh, was convinced that Wentz was headed to the Bears, I think it was yes. Saturday. So uh, news broke sometime Saturday afternoon, late late evening actually into the night, uh, that uh, the Eagles and Bears had agreed to a trade that would send Carson Wentz from the Eagles to Chicago in exchange for a first round pick, uh, Tariq Cohen and a future first round pick, Tariq Cohen and Nick Foles. I'm very happy that that trade didn't come true. Not necessarily because I don't want Carson Wentz. I'd rather, there are better options out there. Definitely. But if the bears believe that um, they can't get Deshaun Watson either because he's not actually going to be traded or because they're unable to, or unwilling to match the price that the Texans are looking for. If they um, know that, you know, even if Aaron Rodgers is dealt, which I don't think he will be that there's zero chance they're going to deal him to the bears. Uh, if they don't value any of these other quarterbacks very highly, if they aren't able to pride Derek Carr away from the Raiders I'd rather have them trade for a guy like Wentz or for Wentz specifically and how, then draft how, a quarterback. How about Mariota? Um, I don't want Mariota only because his. He, I feel like he can still play. 
Uh, I think we're going to need a quarterback that can elevate a little more than him uh, in order to contend over the next couple of years. And honestly, his salary is probably more than it should be. I think he's making about uh, $12 million or something like that this year. Is he uh, really? Yeah, they, they, they paid him a pretty decent deal. I think it was two years, $25 million, something like that. Um, so his, his, I remember his salary being not overly cheap. But um, if they can get him for like a fourth round pick and then obviously draft a quarterback in in the first round, maybe, maybe. But all he's going to do is keep them in mediocrity. He's going to do what Foles and Trubisky did this year. Um, I'm, I want one. I want a winner. I want one of these guys who can actually. Um, it was two years, seventeen point six million. So actually, his this year is making nine. 2020 is 9.1. So not horrible, but definitely more than I would want to pay for a guy like Mariota. I would want to get him for like maybe six or seven at the most. Um, Who do you think he is, Brian Hoyer? Yeah, he's, he's Trubisky because that's what Trubisky is going to get <laughs> from somebody. Might as well stick with lucky. Trubisky. No. Um, <laughs> you know, and let, let's not forget too. I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Dak ends up back in Dallas, but what if he doesn't want to, um, they may franchise tag him again, but if he tells them, Hey, look, I'm not going to sign a long-term deal with you. Um, you can franchise me again. That's fine. I'll play here this year, but I'm gone the year after. Maybe he gets, you know, not gets dealt, but maybe he, he leaves. And what do you think it would cost to get, I think if he left Dallas at this point and seeing what some of these, I think his price would have to come down quite a bit uh, coming off of the injury. And I think it really depends on the situation he goes to, but um, I don't know, maybe, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of seven years, 200 million. If he's willing to sign now, that long of a contract, now do do you sign into a, lo- a long term deal? Would he would he take less money on a long term deal? Maybe I, I mean I think there isn't a hesitation for players coming off of injuries that there used to be just because of where science has been, um, and you know his injury although it was bad it was it was a break with um, did he have some ligaments that that were torn in there as well. Um, but, but it wasn't a knee, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a knee would be more of a concern. Um, you know, I, 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 I've never been a huge press Prescott fan, but looking in the landscape of what's available, um, I'm still, you know, Watson's going to get traded, but I don't, I don't know what they're going to accept. Like if Chicago were to put together a package for, for Watson, it would have to be what? three ones and a starter defensive starter at least i mean that's a lot that's a lot i mean i'd do it i'd do it if if you can get it um but it's just it's just a lot to give up man it is it is i mean look the dude the the dude led the league in passing with chad hansen as his number one receiver for like three games and a defense that couldn't stop anybody but if uh if you're a quarterback away from being like a, a real super Super Bowl contender, I, I think you know three first and a player is is worth it. 
I, I think that honestly, any team that's above average, not like these borderline average teams, like any team that's above average that has some good talent, uh, maybe a, a, a beneficial, advantageous uh, situation in the division that they're in. Anybody that gets a player like Watson, I think, is a contender. I think they, they automatically are. And then, let's not forget Russell Wilson may be available too. Yeah. I think I think Russell Wilson's just you think he's posturing trying to trying to like just makes but he's never been that guy though. No, I think he's just venting because he's he's tired of running around for his life. He's getting a you know, what is he like 33 now? Uh he's gotta be about that, yeah. So, you know, he he probably wants you know, he probably wants to play for a while and he's like, you know, I can't I can't run around and take big hits forever. You know, yeah, he's 30, wanna, 32. Because Seattle has put nothing into their offense line. It pretty much no, no. I mean, they've got they've done a good job of getting weapons consistently. Like he's always had really good wide receivers to. Well, I shouldn't say always, but usually had really good wide receivers to throw to. He's had usually he's had, had decent wide rushing, receivers. Yeah, uh, uh, he's had a running game. He's had a good defense um, usually, uh, except for the past couple of years. But uh, yeah, you're right. The you never look at that offensive line and say they're the best offensive line in football. They were good when they won the Super Bowl when they beat um when they beat the Patriots, but uh or when they lost to the Patriots. Um th- those years. Um, you know, the, the Plays as tough Denver, as he did Denver years against yeah. uh his lady friend. He might have uh... <laughs> uh look, he plays hard to get in the bedroom, hard to get on the field. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. I can't hear you. Yeah, he's uh he's he's hard to get all over the place. But uh yeah, I mean it, this is this is definitely a weird offseason. I mean, not that last year wasn't a weird offseason and some of these quarterbacks like elite talent franchise quarterbacks are going to are going to be on the move. I mean, it's already happened. Two guys that, you know, 2 years ago were considered like the cornerstone of their franchise are both moved. And and you know, looking at golf and looking at the the whole Rams situation, I mean, Gurley was their future. They moved him on from him pretty quickly, and uh, then they uh, they they ditch golf. So I'll, I'll give it to uh, give it to uh, what's his name? Drawing a blank. What's McVeigh? Yeah, McVeigh. Give it to McVeigh. Like when he when he wants out of something, he'll he'll get it done. Yeah, I mean, I. I think he just he, – he saw he had some talent at running back and he didn't really want somebody kind of on a pitch count. He didn't want to deal with that. But you drafted a guy who's coming off of a knee injury, right? He had a – Gurley had a bad knee injury in Georgia, yeah. Talking about Gurley? Who are you talking I about? I thought I was talking about I was talking about uh Gurley? Yeah. Yo, yeah, Gurley did. He did. He had a bad knee injury in Georgia. I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, I think he tore everything, right? Yeah. ACL, yeah, ACL. yeah. His whole knee was like destroyed. So, you know, uh you're usually not going to get a lot of miles out of a guy like that. I mean, I think 
the the only mer- <laughs> the most miraculous thing I've seen like that is probably uh, Frank Gore, who has like no cartilage in either knee. Immortal Frank Frank Gore. Yeah, he actually wants to come back to San Francisco for one more year. Yeah, they should sign and give him three hundred and seventy five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> And give him 300 carries. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is he is in great shape. But you know, remember, uh, Willis McGahee had that really bad knee injury too. Yeah. Yeah. And he had he had a decent career. Yeah. He was all right. Not, you know, certainly not the, the career that Gurley no, had. I mean, he never he never had years like Gurley did. No. But uh, you know, addressing the the specific Wentz to the Bears rumor, a couple of problems I ha- would have with that trade. Um, initially, they said it was this year's one. I think if you're going to trade for a guy like Wentz, you really want to hold on to your first because you want to invest it in the offensive line because the Bears don't have the greatest offensive line. Uh, better than the Eagles were was at that time with all the injuries that they had and the bears offensive line get better as the season went on, but um, definitely not what you want. So you, you want to start with, you want to address Wentz's head, then his uh, mechanics next. Uh, and then you want to work on his confidence, which obviously is going to be part of the head rebuild, but you're going to need that offensive line intact to, uh, to maintain that confidence there. So you're going to want to hold on to this year's one. Uh, I've, I love like Tariq Cohen. I think he's he's a unique player. I'm not opposed to trading him. I just was really surprised that they were willing to do that because Ryan Pace just liked him enough to sign him to an extension. He played one half of football before uh, into that extension before he got injured. Um, and I could see the the thought process. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, I can at least understand wanting to trade a speed reliant wide receiver who's coming off of an ACL injury. I didn't understand why Philly would want him. Um, I, I don't, they already have a crowded backfield. I mean, they have so many bodies back there. He's a Boston Scott type player. He's better than Boston Scott. He's more dynamic than Boston Scott, but they're filling the same role. They've got Miles Sanders. Um, they obviously probably will not bring Jordan Howard back next year, but I just, I don't see why they would want him. And then again, I don't even see why they wouldn't want Foles. So I, I think this was one of those weird trade proposals that doesn't make a lot of sense from either side. And it turns out that it wasn't real. So at this point, what I believe is happening is the Eagles told the Bears what they wanted. The Bears said, let us think about it. Or they were in negotiation saying, no, 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 you're not getting this. You'll get this. You know, they were going back and forth and they were maybe in the negotiations. Something got leaked on the Philly side to try to drive up the price to either get, you know, another team that was interested, possibly the Colts to up their offer to something comparable to what the bears were given, or maybe try to get the bears to bite on that thinking that now that it was out there, other teams are going to get in on it and it didn't work uh, for once. Ryan Pace said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he held tight. And uh, honestly, I think if it doesn't happen by the end of this weekend, it's not going to happen. He'll get dealt. He'll get dealt. All right. Because they've kind of, they fucked, they fucked yeah. themselves. That yeah. They've opened sailed. the box. Yep. Yeah, but it, it it I don't think it I think if it doesn't happen this week, I don't think he ends up in Chicago, which I'm I'm perfectly okay with. Um I'd honestly rather have a guy like uh, Fitzpatrick than than have Carson Wentz because you've got a lot less money invested. 
I don't think you want Fitzpatrick this year because this is his year to suck. Is it? Is it? Because uh, he was pretty good last year. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he w- he was okay, I guess. Uh, technically, if we're going back, and that they in in 20, 2019, he was better. So maybe uh, maybe last year was the mediocre year. I don't know, but I I, I think well, he did get benched last year. He did. He gets benched every year. <laughs> He's like, I don't. The problem that I have with trading for Carson Wentz is you're not trading for Carson Wentz. You're trading for what Carson Wentz used to be. And you have to be able to achieve that again. Otherwise, it's a horrible fucking decision. Horrible. I'd rather draft a quarterback at 20 and be horrible next year. Again, same thing. Wentz could kind of at best keep you in mediocrity. And that's not, I'm sick of that shit. I thought he made more sense going to the Colts anyway. But I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold that that Trubisky can't be a good quarterback. I'm kind of, I, he he reminds me of Alex Smith. Maybe it's a little and more Alex athletic. Smith, what's that? I, th- I said I think Trubisky is a little more athletic than Smith, but um, similar. Smith was Smith. Smith was, he was pretty not athletic. not that he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know one thing. He's gone. He's not coming back. He apparently has no interest in coming back, and Chicago definitely has no interest in bringing him back, and they've not had any discussions. So I don't I don't think he's back. I think he goes somewhere else. Um, I've heard, you know, people keep saying over and over again that he ends up in, uh, in New England and, you know, he uh, Belichick turns him into the next Brady. I could see him ending up in, in New England, but I'd be damned if Brady Belichick's going to turn him into the next Brady. No. I just no. don't see that. Um, apparently, uh, there's a lot of rumors that, that, uh, Belichick wants Garoppolo back. I've heard that. Yeah. I, I don't, but I don't know if that's true or if it's just lazy reporting, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it very well could be. I honestly don't think the 49ers are doing anything. I think they're going to run with, with Garoppolo. I, I, I don't think, um, I don't think John Lynch and, and Shanahan are, are going to mortgage all of the, the their draft picks. And that just doesn't seem like their style. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of are like, we're going to dink and dunk more like, you know, throw the bomb. So I, the more and more I think about it, I don't think that they'll really, uh, really go after uh sean watson what pick do they have in the draft 12 yeah you gotta be like i feel like this year you have to be like seven or up to be able to get one of those top flight quarterbacks depending on beginning depending on what your board looks like for a top flight quarterback if if houston gets into to a point where they're not getting a great deal or that you know sean watson just isn't going to go to one of those teams that are in the you know three, four, five, six range and the 49ers are putting up you know a somewhat comparable deal. You know I still I, th- I, think I still think hands- he ends up in Miami. I mean that'd be a great spot for him. Yeah. Be a I great think, spot for him. I think it just makes too much sense from a number of different reasons. They get back a young uh, potentially, um, you know, dynamic quarterback. They get their number three draft pick back, possibly maybe 
if I'm Houston and I'm going to do that, they're more appealing to me because you can get two ones this year. You know, you can get two ones this year, maybe a one the year after, and maybe a two the year after that. Um, and then you can sort of speed up the rebuild a little bit because they're going to have to trade Watt also. Watt's gone. Um, and it's going to be very hard to lure free agents to come to Houston. Nobody's going to want to voluntarily come. So you got to use the draft to get these guys. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that that in the end, Miami's going to make the most sense. Um, I would love it to be Chicago. I just think that's also lazy, sort of lazy reporting. You know, everybody's saying, oh, it's a likely destination for him. No, it's not. I mean, their, their pick isn't very high. They would have to give up. You know, you can't trade picks past 2023, so it's the furthest you can go in the future. So they'd also have to give up um, a defensive starter. I've heard, heard Fuller's name thrown around, which I would not actually be that surprised. Um, I do think they're going to have to move on from him in the next year or two um, just because of, of the money he makes. It's not out of control for, for a top corner. But he just might be a cap cash. But yeah, so like yeah, if they can if they can get him for um, three ones and Fuller, I do that deal. I you know, okay. and even you know, I, I keep hearing Roquan Smith's name uh, mentioned, and people are like, "Oh no, you can't trade him." Look, I don't want to trade him, but I want a fucking quarterback. We haven't had a quarterback. Our best quarterback in franchise history played in the 1940s. You 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 have a better chance of finding a, a linebacker stud linebacker than you do a stud quarterback. let's face it inside linebackers are not that hard to find i mean no. and they've they've had pretty good pretty good luck doing Listen, that actually the, the the last like six linebackers that the 49ers have have drafted have been studs you go back patrick willis bowman even chris borland who retired after his rookie season and you got Dre Greenlaw, they found him in the third round. Yeah. Uh, I think Fred Warner was a, I think he was a, a late pick, later pick too. I think he was second, I think he was a second round pick. So Fuller actually makes a ton of sense to, to trade um, because his contract is actually really, uh, really good because this year's cap hits only 11 five, which is not a lot for, for uh, a solid corner. Then the year after it bumps up to twenty, which is obviously pretty pretty hefty. But his he's only got a nine million dollar dead cap if he gets cut in twenty one. So you trade him to somebody, they keep him for a year, and then they cut him the year after, or they restructure his deal. So I think that would be very attractive to a team like Houston who needs, you know. I just I just hope they don't they don't the 49ers don't do something stupid like like put Bosa or Fred Warner in the deal. Yeah, but again, I mean, if you can get, if you can get a, you know, top uh, quarterback, you know, I, I listen. The fact that they went to the Super Bowl two years ago and they kind of and they they smashed through the whole season. I'm not like the 49ers can win with Garoppolo. Yeah, and I, I get where you're coming from. It's more it's more of a don't break up the band thing than it is about trading one individual player. That's right. that's kind of how I feel about trading Roquan, but I mean, honestly, nobody nobody should be untouchable on, on the Bears. I mean, there's a couple of players that I'd like to hold on to, but you know, if you can get a quarterback out of the deal, just do it. Just do it. Cause I mean, look, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, don't you think Allen Robinson's gonna want to stay? 
Don't you think oh, he'll maybe, maybe even take a little less money? I was going to say he would take less money. Yeah. Listen, this would be the best quarterback he's ever gotten a chance to play with. Oh, he's by never, far. He's by far. never gotten to play with a great quarterback. No. And no, he's know. barely gotten to play with a good quarterback. As a matter of fact, he might not have gotten to play with a good quarterback. Very true. Who was, who was, who was the QB in, in Jacksonville? Blake Bortles. Bortles. Okay. <laughs> and, and Penn State, he had what? Matt McGloin, right? Right. Well, I mean, and Penn State wasn't throwing the ball a lot. No. So he's he's always done a lot with not a little. And he has, and I see this stat all the time, um, uh, of one the top 100 receivers in football, he's like number 96 in, in catchable passes thrown his way, but yet he's like second in, in drops. I mean, the dude is just, he's very, I was talking to my barber about him not Tuesday when I got my cut, the, the last haircut I got. And he's he's like he he follows he's a Dolphins fan he follows the Dolphins he knows he knows his Dolphins inside and out but he's one of these dudes that doesn't like know a lot about other teams and he's like he's like yeah you know Robinson's a good possession receiver I'm like dude you have no idea I'm like that dude can stretch the field he makes he diving do, catches there isn't anything he can't do he is uh, I said I'm telling you right now I said if he had a Pro Bowl quarterback he'd be like it, he'd be in the conversation like all right well who's number two to Allen Robinson. Like who's number two? Like people would be talking about him in the same breath that they talk about Hopkins and Michael Thomas and all, all these other dudes, Tariq Hill, like just a guy that you can't cover um, because he's, he is that good, but he hasn't uh, had the opportunity to show it. And it's for him, it's gotta be incredibly frustrating. I mean, the guy is so freaking talented and he's yeah. just like yeah. a, a parade of just mediocrity at quarterback yeah. at best. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he kind of, he kind of reminds me of like a Sterling Sharp. Yeah, you know yeah. that guy who's just, he's just gonna make plays. He's just gonna make. I actually heard a, uh, a stat. Actually, Shannon Sharp tweeted it out. Uh, he has the most catches of anyone to in their first seven years in the league, still to this day. Wow. He, and he, you know, he's playing in the, the same era as Jerry Rice. Yeah, and he had a great Jerry, quarterback at least, though. <laughs> but he started off with Don McCaskill. Yeah, that's true. Start, he, his yeah, first, what, like, two, what? two or three years, I think. I think, yeah, I think like three. Brett Favre came 92. Yeah, so maybe, maybe that's, uh, that's a good comparison, certainly from. Uh, so he had. Three years of the magic, magic Mikowski, and four years of, of Favre, Favre, and I don't know where this. Have you seen people talking about Favre lately? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, they, been, he's like been. Calling, calling him an, an above average quarterback at best. I saw, what? and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Aside from some of his crazy Mississippi views, yeah. He may be a, an above average at best human, but he's not yeah. an above average at best quarterback. Let's let's not get crazy and start trying to cancel Brett Favre. People like, tend to rewrite history, man. It's it's yeah. Frustrating. I'm like, what? He only had one Super Bowl. All right, look, you know how hard it is to win a Super. Bowl? Yeah, it's not easy. Just because Brady makes it look easy doesn't mean it's easy. You no, know, most quarterbacks don't have multiple Super Bowls. 
Yeah. Yeah. Look at Dan, is was Dan Marino an above average quarterback at best? He has zero Super Bowls. Yeah. So some of the I don't know. I, I just don't like the sports fan these days. <laughs> Look, part of it is, I mean, look, we're two assholes and we've got a show. Um, part of it is anybody can have a platform. Um, right. and, the, and then some of these guys that actually end up with big media outlets don't necessarily deserve it. They've just gotten their name out there by being fucking obnoxious Ridiculous. and yeah. outlandish. Yeah. You know, some of them, you know, they just they want to say something that they know is going to get eight just right. so just so people are talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Colin Colin Coward's made a whole career up. Yeah, speaking of, do you hear he's uh, he's uh, he's got uh, got something wrong with him. He's uh, he had to get rushed to the emergency room. He didn't he didn't do a show the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I thought he was on vacation or something. I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, I was like, oh, Colin Coward's not here. He had a blood like, clot. That, watch. a blood clot that made its way into his uh his right lung. Oh. That's tough. Yeah. I don't wish any bad on people. No, no, of course not. No. Um, except for Aaron But then they had Nick Wright. Then they had Nick Wright on his show. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. And they didn't even give him that much shit either, which he, I mean, I don't know. He deserves it. But, I mean, it, dude's a outspoken Chiefs fan. You got to give him some shit when his team loses. Yeah. Well, well, when I was watching, uh, I think, it was like, I don't think it was the day after the Super Bowl. I think it was uh, like Tuesday. They were giving him a lot of shit because, uh, you know, when he, he picked them to to repeat for like the next four or five years. Yeah. After last year's Super Bowl. And, you know, they said, watch out for the Super Bowl hangover and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, the Super Bowl hangover is for the loser because – they're at the pinnacle of their season when you get to the Super Bowl. And so the guy, so, so I forget the guy's name, but he's like, he's like, so you guys are eligible for the, the hangover this year, right? Since you got blown out <laughs> yeah. in the Super Bowl. And he had all kinds of crazy excuses and things. The only, the only person who, who talks a lot of junk that didn't have like, that was kind of humbled was Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp was like, yeah, they didn't, they didn't play well. Yeah. But Mahomes has now, he's, he's, he's played in two Super Bowls, and I don't think he played well in either one. No, he really didn't play all that great last year. He, you know, he didn't deserve to be MVP. And it's not, it's not easy to play and win in the Super Bowl. It's not, which but is I, which is why I, it's frustrating and impressive what Brady does consistently. Those, those two throws he made that should have been oh, touchdowns. That one that uh, Damian Williams, one, uh, not Damian, uh, Damian. Yeah, no, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams when dropped in the end zone. Oh, that ground. was so frustrating. I kind of wished he would have caught it because that would be on every Super Bowl, you know, highlight. That that might have been the greatest throw i've ever seen it's that i i think it is i think it is certainly the greatest incompletion i've ever seen (laughs) yeah easily easily i know i know it's hard to go back and think about incompletions but yeah 
first of all, how does he even throw the ball that far? Yeah, that was insane. Parallel to the ground. Second, how does he throw it that accurate? Yep. How does that pass not get intercepted? The one to Tyreek Hill that hit off of his face, man. Yeah. How does that not get intercepted? I don't know. He throws a magic ball. I think yeah. I think he has a magic ball. Yeah, it was so magic, nobody could catch it. He's <laughs> <laughs> recognizing it as a defender. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw Greg Cosell's uh, breakdown of him, and, and he's my favorite analyst to break down the plays because the way he watches the game is, is amazing, but he articulates it like nobody else can. And he oh, said – Nah, I, 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 well, he's not doing it live, so it's, it's a different, different thing. Um, but, but Cosell was like, look, he did not play well. He sensed pressure that wasn't there early on. He was, um, getting outside of the pocket when he didn't have to. He cost himself two incompletions very early, um, by moving off of his spot when, when there was no need instead of stepping up in the pocket. And he really just did not, he, let him have it. And he said, don't let those two highlight incompletions um, throw you from the fact that he just didn't play very well. Did he make some great throws? Yes, he did. Did he miss some, some easy ones? Yes, he did. Um, And, you know, I, I agree. I mean, it it was definitely, it's going to be hard. It's going to, and I'll be interested to see how he bounces back from this because he didn't play well. The team didn't play well and they lost in the Super Bowl, And it's, not easy to recover from that. When when Look, if a stud like Rex Grossman can't get back after losing the Super Bowl, <laughs> then you know it's going to be hard for anybody. When I saw uh, Kansas City come out, and then when I saw Tampa Bay come out, I turned to me. I said, "It's there's one team here that is uh, that is that is ready. They look like Tampa Bay looked like they were ready to fight, like mm-hmm. physically." fight and Kansas City kind of came out like you know you should be loose in a big game but they looked like they were very overconfident overconfident you know like oh we had you know Tyreek had 200 everybody keeps talking about that 200 yards he had in the first quarter but you know they Tampa Bay was was a close game shut them down after that yeah well, and I also think what helped Tampa Bay a lot too in, the, in their confidence, but not necessarily overconfidence area was they knew they had a leader that had done it six times before. Yeah. So that, that helps when, when you know you've got that, that guy uh, leading you in the battle. Uh, it's going to be a long off season. I'm uh, ready for it to be over. <laughs> ready for football yeah. start. You got no yeah. combine, which sucks. Um, free agency isn't for another like 45 days. Um, and then, uh, the draft isn't for another like 75 days. That's what Nia said to me. She said, she said, well, what are you guys going to talk about? Uh, no problem. I said, I said, we can talk about it. No problem. I said, said, I, well, I said, there's other sports. Mm-hmm. I said we're going to turn this into a wrestling podcast. <laughs> you know, did you uh, did you hear um, Undertaker on uh, Joe Rogan? Uh, no. Give it a listen. It's good. I'm I'm, I'm not yeah. done it yet because I saw that he uh, interviewed Elon Musk today, so I stopped that <laughs> stopped that one mid and, and went right to the Elon Musk uh, 
interview. He's, but uh, he's, he's interviewed good. Elon Musk a couple of times. He, he has. They got some heat for uh, smoking pot on the last one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Undertaker was talking about the um, some of the procedures he's had to uh, clean up his his hip, and you know how good he feels, and you know that uh, he said he said he actually continued to uh, he actually considered continuing to wrestle, um, but you know he said. Enough's enough. <laughs> he wrestled for 33 years, so that's it's about time to hang it up. Uh-huh. All right. So quick scan of the NBA scoreboard right now. Uh I'm watching this Houston Miami game. Houston got out to an early start, but as we've talked about so many times, these big leads um in the NBA just are not freaking safe. And uh PJ Tucker left uh with some kind of lower leg injury and since then uh the heat have gone on a tear they've made seven of their last 10 threes uh and are now up 70 to 59 with 320 left in the third and houston is continuing to chuck the threes but they're not making them anymore they were off to a decent start but uh now, not so much. Uh, currently, shooting thirty percent from three, and uh, the other problem that they're having right now is uh, they're turning the ball over. They started off pretty good taking care of the ball, but now they're not. Uh, and we'll see what happens here. Miami's wearing those uniforms that are like uh, the spray paint ones, the Miami Vice ones. Um, and it looks what's up? The, the the blue ones? Yeah, like half blue, half pink. And you know what it looks like? You ever hold a magnet next to your TV when you were a kid and it got like that rainbowy color on it? That's what their uniforms look like. I keep thinking there's something wrong with my TV. <laughs> um, but uh, Miami now up 12 and Detroit trailing Indiana by six, uh, by seven. Uh, let's talk about the Derrick Rose trade. Uh I knew it was coming. I just uh, didn't want it to happen. Uh, they're they're in full tank mode. They're they're starting to play pretty well. They've beaten some really good teams. Um, they've only have six wins this year, but they've beaten Boston, uh, the Nets. They beat the Lakers. They beat Golden State. Um, so so they're beating some pretty good teams, and I think that scared them a little bit. And they had to get rid of a key player so they didn't yeah, continue and, to win any games. And people a lot like. I have a, a lot of Knicks fans that are friends as a lot of people do. And, and I had one guy, I, I just, I, I had to leave him alone because Knicks fans are, are volatile right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, why would you get Rose? He's, he's over the hill. He hasn't done anything in years. I'm like, well, first of all, they didn't give up anything for him. Right. Have, I'm like Dennis Scott jr. Hasn't played since December 26th. He actually so, asked to be set down to the the D league, the D league. Yeah, and uh, he's like, we have a stud in quickly, and you know, he's just going to take minutes away from quickly. And I'm like, or maybe they play him at the same time, and that's what they did the first game. Mm-hmm. But um, to say, I mean, Derrick Rose is not going to. He's not. He's not the the 25 point guy a night anymore no but he he's but still still he's got still pretty electric. some value and he's he's yeah. definitely a good uh mentor right i mean he could get you 15 16 17 on any given night yeah and and honestly i think once once killian hayes got injured 
um, I think that it became guaranteed that they were going to uh, to ship him off because that was the the big attraction to having him around was to, to mentor him and sort of help bring him along. And, and without without him playing and without him even practicing, it just doesn't it, it, there, there's no point. Uh, so I think Griffin gets traded next. Uh, I don't know to where, but, but real quick back to the, the Rose trade. They didn't give up any, they gave up a second round pick and Dennis Scott jr. So how is the Knicks fan? How could you hate that? It's not going to make you markedly better. You didn't give up anything for it. It's not going to hurt your draft position next year. Who cares? That's one of those trades where you're like, all right, cool. We got, we got Derek Rose. Like, I I don't understand why you could hate that. I would have loved for him to come back to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, well. I, I mean, you could have you actually inserted him in the starting lineup and brought Kobe White off the bench or vice versa. Um, and I, I think it, it would just add another dynamic. But speaking of the Bulls, did you see Zach, Zach Levine and Kobe White, first teammates ever to hit eight threes apiece? I, I did. That was uh, – was that yesterday? Yeah. 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 Um... Against the Pelicans, right? Yeah, they were down. And uh, Zach Levine, man, nobody's talking about him. He, uh, look, man, he that dude's he's scoring, and uh, everybody knows he's the focal point of the offense, and he's still getting it done. Right. I mean, he is he's he's virtually unstoppable, and you know the, he keeps coming up in trade rumors, and I'm like, this is what this is what kills this is what keeps teams down. Instead of building around a great player, you trade him for a bunch of people that are never going to do anything for yeah, you. Yeah, it's one of one of the things I hate about the NBA now is there really isn't parity is an illusion because as soon as you're an okay team that has a superstar, they trade them. As soon as you're a good team that or a terrible team that has an okay player, you trade them because you got to make sure that you tank. It's it's frustrating. Um, the only way to really get really really good is to build a super team which most teams can't do most markets and most owners won't be willing to shell out you know all the super maxes and it's hard to attract that much talent um or to suck really really bad and then collect a lot of number one draft picks you know you go the route of the sixers where you have you know so many high draft picks for so many years the sixers were so terrible for so long and you know Trust the process. It worked. I mean, they're a good team now. Well, zero championships. Right. And that's the other thing that's frustrating is, I mean, I I guess in any sport, only one team can win. But, like, as good as the Sixers are, and they're not, like, you know, they're 18 and 7, so they're not, like, um, you know. Didn't they start off, like, 14 and 2? They did. They started off really hot. Um, But Embiid's Embiid's missed a few games here and there. they well, that's, uh, that's a given. He's going to miss games. Yeah. Um, but as good as they are, like, does anybody think they can beat the Lakers or even no. Boston or I don't even think that the Nets? A, I, I don't think they'll be able to beat the Nets. Maybe now, if the playoffs started right now, I, I, I'd give them a chance against the Nets. But I if think the Nets are playing. Them, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think the Nets will have it figured out by April. And they're going to, you know, they're, they're, I think they're going to represent the, the East. I think when it comes down to it, there's not going to be a team that's, uh, 
that's going to, the only thing that can hold them back is if they just get into that, we're not going to play defense mode. We're just going to try and outscore you. And, you know, you can, you can go cold. Yeah. You can go cold and teams can get hot. So like you can ask the Clippers, Clippers went cold and they got nothing out of Paul George. They didn't really get much out of Lou Williams or Harold. And um, with the way Golden State's playing now, if if Clay Thompson was healthy, w- would would you consider them contenders? One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean they're winning games, and it's this is a testament to to Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah, no, he's. I feel the same way. Like obviously, he's you know one of if not the best shooter of all time, uh, and probably the best shooter of all time. He's a great scorer, but what he's doing this year is is just remarkable. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people expected them to, you know, sort of not suck, but be I, up under I, 500. I actually expected them to be a little bit better than they are. Well, you got to remember, I mean, he, he missed a whole year or so. Yeah, yeah, but I, I expected the – you know, with Draymond back and and Wiseman, and they have Ubre. Wiseman's up, off to a slow start. What's that? Wiseman's up, off to kind of a slow start. Not real. He's hurt, but he's actually playing pretty well. I think he's second among rookies in scoring. Um, let's see what he's averaging here. He's not. He's not getting a lot of rebounds. Which which no. Uh, let's see. Uh, here we go. He's averaging 12 points a game. So not bad, not bad for a rookie. Yeah. And and it's not like he's the focal point not, of the offense or, he's or he's, he's not even really known as that, that much of a scorer. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Golden State's playing really well. Uh, Uber Jr. is playing fantastic. Well, he's, he's, st- he started off slow. Yeah. But the last, um, like, five, seven games, he's played really, really well. Yeah. And, you know, Wiggins bit has been a little bit inconsistent, but he's, he's, scoring. he's not playing terrible. No. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they're a team that, that could sneak into the playoffs that you probably don't want to play. And I think Draymond's finally somewhat healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had, like, 15 assists the other night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, and, and again, you know, it's it's an abnormal year, so things are gonna change a lot. I still think yeah. I still think the the Nets will get it together, and and it's gonna be hard to beat them four out of seven games. It just is. We shall see. All right, uh, that'll do it. We'll wrap it up for this episode, this week's episode of the lockdown. Mike, pleasure as always. 100. The post Super Bowl <laughs> hangover edition of the lockdown. <laughs> Shout out to all you Chiefs fans out there. Don't worry. It yeah, you're going to be fine. But it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt any less with time. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm still upset. Maybe uh, maybe Andy Reid's uh, sons won't do anything stupid before next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, well, they fired him. 
Did they fire him? They put him on leave. I saw. Did they actually they, fire him? They said when his his I guess his contract expires in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. So they put him on leave until his contract expires, and then they're gonna fire him. And then he is done. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But okay. what are you gonna do? Yeah. You have to. If yes. they if they didn't, they'd be like, oh, so you're the coach's, coach's son. son. So you get to keep your job after you, you know, have some drinks and drive around. Almost yeah. kill somebody. Yeah, man, his kids. They, but he's they, probably going to have more, you know, worse things to worry about than not being able to be. Oh yeah, a linebackers coach. Yep, I'm sure that'll be the the least of his worries. Yeah. So, but hopefully, uh, you know, prayers to those two little kids that are yeah, that definitely. Injured. Yeah, that was um, that was sad, hopefully, disturbing. Hopefully, they pull through. So. But as always, it was a pleasure. Yes, sir. Say it. Say it. Say it. Stay classy. Kansas City. (laughs) Peace.